go. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR, and today I'm here with Seth, the lawn surgeon. What's up, Seth? What's going on, man? How you doing? Good, good. Looking all fancy in here. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to my uh, makeshift podcast studio here. (laughs) But, you know, this is, it's, technology is awesome. I mean, this, we were talking off air about this before, and I really don't, I really didn't expect to be doing a podcast, you know, right, like right now, a couple of years ago, I was thinking about doing it when I was doing Get to Know the Pro, mm-hmm. which I'm still doing season two, but the first season, I'm like, what am I going to do, you know, with, with this, am I going to keep doing video, YouTube videos, maybe a podcast would be cool. So that was kind of what I thought about. And Paul was just starting to think about the green industry podcast and really research it heavily. And he's got all this radio broadcasting experience and great equipment that he was using in the radio station before he got his own board and all that. And I don't even know if the Rodecaster Pro even existed at that point. So he was just using his, yeah, this was a couple of years ago. I mean, it's still relatively new, all of these like mobile, like portable podcasting boards or, you know, mixed boards have been around probably forever, Mm -hmm. but you know, they're really complicated, you know, for a lot of people that are just looking at podcasts, you know, most mixed boards have, and I only know this from so much research I've been doing recently, but there's just so much stuff that, that you can do, um, for music and, and, and just sound in general. But if you don't know what you're doing, it's very intimidating. So from a podcasting thing, you know, road, road, you know, road mics, they, Mm -hmm. uh, um, I think the company just called Rode, but they, they came, you know, they came out with the Rodecaster Pro so that people can simplify podcasting and it just really focuses on podcasting. And, and it's, it's awesome. Um, I, I don't have the Rodecaster Pro just because I wanted some more options. And I'm one of those guys, like we, I said before, I, I do things sometimes the more challenging way because I want to try new things and I want to see if there's other opportunities out there. So like my board, I can have six mics on here so I can have six people on here, o- only four headsets. But ideally I was thinking this through, like I could be the one as the host, or if I got Paul, you know, as a co-host or something, you know, I could have, we could each have our, our headset and mic plugged in and then we can just have just generic mics, you know, mm-hmm. regular studio mics that are like a fraction of the price because you're not having a headset and we can hear if there's, if they sound okay and make sure that everything sounds good and we can have four other people in addition to the two of us. Yeah. So, you know, most boards like the Rodecaster Pro, you can only have four. This one would be the same if you want headsets. There's only four headphone, four mics, but, uh, but you can have up to six, you can plug it into external speakers. So we could do like live podcasting. I was like, man, this would be epic. We could be at the GIE on stage. Like, when we did the live panel, we could do a podcast, a live mm. podcast up on stage with a whole bunch of people and put the plug the speakers in, you know, the massive speakers mm-hmm. in the room up to my board and the whole audience could hear it. And it'd be like they're a part of the podcast, like they're just sitting there listening to a live podcast. Yeah. I'm like, that would, that would be epic, you yeah. know. So this board has a lot more options. It is a little more complicated, but, you know, you just have to kind of figure it out and play around with it and read the instructions and all that stuff. So anyway. Short story long, just to say that, uh, yeah, I'm, I, you know, technology has come far. Um, this is a new board. It wasn't even around either, like the Roadcaster Pro wasn't a couple of years ago. So this one is more user-friendly for podcasting, but also for just mixing, you know, music and things in general. So now is a good time for me to, for I felt, to get into podcasting because it's a little more easy now. You don't really have to have an actual studio like Paul was using his actual radio studio that he worked at. Mm-hmm. So... Things have come a long way. You can take this wherever you want. So anywhere can be your studio. So nice. it's pretty cool. Yeah. So I appreciate you stopping by. You know, we're, appreciate we're you having me. Yeah. 
We're, we're pretty local, right? How long did it take you to get here, though? Like 30 minutes? 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, always, crazy. I always rounded up to 45. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to be safe, because you never know what traffic and craziness and yeah. accidents and whatnot. But it is crazy that we live, like, basically in the same, you know, greater the greater Richmond area. Mm-hmm. But it's like we're on two opposite ends, it seems like. So yeah. it takes a little little bit to get to get around and through stuff but i appreciate you coming i said i was going to stop by you know mm-hmm. but, you know i guess <laughs> i didn't because i didn't i didn't want you to have to get all your setup i, I didn't gotcha. realize you had the fancy oh mobile yeah. <laughs> yeah. mobile go anywhere podcast thing happening yeah no it's all good i, I appreciate it so um so though for you i know you've shared your story bits and pieces of different parts of your story over the last few years you know, with me on, on get to know the pro and you've shared it all through your social mm-hmm. media and YouTube platforms, uh, and also other podcasts that are out there, uh, in the past that you've done and, and just other channels. But for those who haven't heard any of that, and maybe just like to kind of get people caught up the speed that might be listening to this for the first time in a while, or listening to your story for the first time in a while, you want to give us a little backstory, <laughs> get us all caught up from yeah. like law enforcement to, to now where, where we're oh, at. Law enforcement too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got to give people the whole picture. So 2007, um, I joined, uh, the state police and, um, I did that, um, up until, well, I did that up until last year, but up in, in 2012 is when I started my lawn care business. And then, um, I was just helping my grand, uh, my my uncle. He couldn't cut his grass, so I was helping him cut grass, and that's what gave me the idea that you know made me realize how much I liked actually being outside cutting grass. And then in 2013, that's when I decided to make it an official business, and I decided to make an official YouTube channel to document the growth of my business. Nice. Kind of went from there. Yeah, I remember watching, you know, that that was in the infancy of the YouTube community or the long landscape community. Uh, it really started on YouTube. I mean, I don't think very many people were on Instagram and Facebook at that point, other than just maybe like Facebook groups mm-hmm. or something like that. But no one was really as connected as they were on YouTube. I think YouTube is kind of what started it all because mm-hmm. you just could watch, you know, 20 minute, 30 minute, 45 minute, five minute videos of yeah. whoever it was showing on their setup, mowing the lawn, talking yeah. about this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, back when we started, it was basically how-to videos and reviews. Yeah. Basically, it was how to fix this if your lawnmower broke down or somebody getting a new Cub Cadet mm-hmm. or something and, and showing you a review about it. Right. And then it started growing from there where everybody started making vlogs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's when it all, yeah, that's when, I th- that's when I think it really became more of a community because people were vlogging, like, kind of just like their day or their week or, you know, a combination of all that and just, and it kind of really made you feel like you're a part of their, their life, their business, their daily routine. Sometimes, you know, when you make a dedicated video about a setup or how to, that's what you're focused on. But when you make vlogs, sometimes you're not paying attention to other things in the background that other people notice when they're watching the video. <laughs> right. And then it could be good or bad. Right. Usually it's both. Like sometimes yeah. people are like, what the heck are you, what is that? Or, you know, they're criticizing yeah. you, you about something. You make getting... this long drawn out video about something. And people are like, Hey, you know, you left your gas cap off. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. I'm like, 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 you didn't hear anything else I said. You were just exactly. looking at that the whole time. <laughs> exactly. Or, or they'll catch something that you just didn't even think was that, that cool or that pop, you know, you like, you're like, I'm not even, I wouldn't even make a video about this, but like, Oh, 
what like you know i remember i have like this extension on my gas can mm -hmm. like this long hose type i don't know what else to to how to explain it but it goes on the nozzle so that you can you know sometimes you have uh certain certain machines it's hard to get when you have a short nozzle of the gas can to get it in without spilling the gas or whatever mm -hmm. so there's this long extended nozzle that you can put on there almost like a hose like mm -hmm. a little hose got a cap on there and this way it allows you to like, you can put it in your car you know your, your truck to to fill gas up so this way you can hold mm -hmm. it you can hold the gas can all the way upright and then that the tube comes down and bends so you know it's just allows you to access things so much better to fill things up a lot easier when you have the big gas five gallon or more gas cans and i was just filling something filling up a dingo that i rented for one mm -hmm. of the mulch videos i did back in the day and it was just kind of like a vlog format, right? Where I was just filling it up and music was playing. You mm -hmm. know, it was just like I was filling it up. I was doing this, just doing a couple of things like throughout my mulch thing and my little five minute thing. And that was just one of the things that I recorded was me filling up the gas and then me, you know, hopping back on or whatever. And someone out of the whole video, someone's like, where'd you get that? that you know attachment thing for your gas can and i'm just like i didn't even think that that was even a thing like it was just some random five dollar thing i found at like the ace hardware store yeah. down the street or something i was like oh this will come in handy i never knew this existed mm -hmm. you know so i was like oh and then someone responded to that comment same like it was just like this became this thing like everybody wanted to know like what was up with that and i just responded you know oh, i just got it at the local hardware store actually you could find on amazon too and so it's funny how random things like that people point out or people are like comment on something at the beginning of the video before they get to the end oh and then yeah make that's one the comment, worst well, why didn't you do this and the then they'll get to the end of the video and make another comment. Oh, oh well, I didn't know you did that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's why you watched the whole video first. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I'm glad they at least made the two comments because now that's more inter more engagement for the algorithms. Yeah. YouTube's like, oh, wow, that's double the comments, you mm -hmm. know, so that helps get those numbers up there. So I'm okay if they, you know, if they respond after the fact. But it's like, yeah, when they just make the one thing and you're like, did you, did you even watch the rest of the video? And you just comment like... I just explained this and, and like towards the end of the video, mm -hmm. like, come on, you know, but it is what it is. That's the nature of the beast. But I feel like that's really helped build the community. And, and, you know, we've, like you said, the rest is gone from there, but so you transitioned out of law enforcement and then full-time lawn care. So you're full-time law enforcement, part-time lawn care. Mm -hmm. And then you transitioned, you've, you transitioned completely out of law enforcement yeah. and went full-time lawn care and then got a part-time other job. Yeah. Well, so, last year so what so and then you're working at um at an airport or yeah. for an airline mm -hmm. right yeah you're not you're not an air you're not an airport employee you're an airline employee yeah for a, a specific, specific airline. airline gotcha yeah do the bags and and you know take them from the baggage plane to yeah. the planes and whatnot like that i never realized that actually that 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 you know until me clarifying just randomly i just realized that 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 actually is a clarification i always assumed they were airport employees but they're actually i guess that they yeah. could be or they couldn't be i guess most of the airport employees are like like the guys you see like helping people with baggages yeah or like in the airport yeah, yeah driving or, a little beep 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 or they're driving people around in little yeah, cars or janitors or something yeah. like that yeah and then i guess because the the actual airlines want to have a background check on whoever they hire oh because okay you're handling i guess other people's yeah, property you right, know, some, right so they want to make sure that they check that themselves and, and they I, want their plane loaded a specific way i'm mm -hmm. sure i'm sure not every single i'm sure you know a 757 is a 757 but i mean some some plane some airlines might have different planes that other airlines might not or whatever and they're like oh we want you to load it this way mm -hmm. and you know just so you could work at 
at different clothing stores, right, in yeah. retail, and they want you to fold something a different way. Mm-hmm. We use this to fold, you know, or something, you know, and yeah, you're like, okay. It's so crazy. Before I started working at the airport, like, I thought all the planes were the same. And, like, when you look at them, because they all have the same design yeah. for that specific, specific company. Right. But it's, like, all different planes. And so, yeah. and now that I work there, I can say, oh, that's that kind of plane. That's that kind of plane. You know? Oh, you kind of <laughs> learn the different types yeah. of planes. Yeah. So, so that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you like doing that? You yeah. like working there? Yeah. I mean, it's a good, um, I just, you know, work at, um, at nights. And so it allows me to, you know, still do my lawn care during the day and mm-hmm. then still go do that at night, you know, when I have to. You're probably used to that too, anyway, right? Because remember, when you worked in law enforcement, you worked all kinds of hours. <laughs> yeah, but at least I, I, then I had to stay up all night. <laughs> yeah. When I was in law enforcement, I get off and be smacking myself on the way home trying to stay awake. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, like we we have the you know s- state police guy and he's over here like swerving because he's falling asleep. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. It's like. Uh, if people only knew what happened in police cars, guys being there uh, listening to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, <laughs> and, you, and you think you, know, they, you just look at them drive by you and they're like, yeah, and you're all scared and you're all like, like, oh my gosh, they're gonna pull me over, and they're over here just jamming trying to get home. <laughs> I remember one that when we we went to the GIE together one time, we uh, we carpooled, and uh, I drove the, the whole way down, and you drove the whole way back. That wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily intended. It was just kind of one of those things. I know you you thought we were gonna switch it off, and I was like, nah, I'm just gonna keep going with it. And then I wasn't feeling well on the way back anyway. Yeah. And so you were just like, whatever, I'll just, I'll just mm-hmm. drive the whole way. And I'm like, oh man, I felt bad. But we got back a heck of a lot faster yeah. than going down there. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world? And you're like, yeah, I just know, I just know how to drive. I know where everybody's going to be. And I just, mm-hmm. I just oh, yeah. do my thing, you know? And I'm like, okay. But, uh, but you were, we were ha- having some stories too on the way, you know, everyone's always kind of afraid to like ask, you know, cause you were a current law enforcement officer at that time. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, like Mitchell Gordy. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Mitchell. Like he's also state trooper um, and, and people are always intimidated by not only like talking to them for some reason, but all just like, you know, in general, like, mm-hmm. not, you know, but also because they're also afraid to like ask him stories. It's like, oh, can yeah. you tell me all the cool stories? Well, and, and that's one thing that I, I kind of realized at this point in my life is that I don't think it was my purpose to be in law enforcement officer. I think it was my purpose now at this point to help people become more comfortable because i felt like before i became a law enforcement officer um i was nervous around police because a lot of people don't think about it is every time you're around a policeman it's something negative you either get pulled over you're getting arrested getting tickets and so you don't really have too many joyous interactions with police (laughs) right And, and so when i started working at the way station i realized man these some fu- policemen are funny you know yeah <laughs> you know i mean yeah. they're just like me you know right, and right. so oh so you had that false or you had yeah you had that preconceived yeah. idea too and gotcha. so and so now a lot of people i talk to they can't believe that i'm a policeman when i was right or that i used to be and so i, I that's why i said i felt like i guess that's kind of my purpose now is to help spread what you just said right make people more comfortable yeah with policemen because i guess once they find out i i was a policeman maybe policeman not that bad yeah well i i I feel the same way to be uh, to be perfectly honest because i've had a lot of bad experiences for no fault of mine like i didn't Mm -hmm. do anything wrong you know that i knew of but you know that a young teenage kid you know we kind of get the shaft a lot of times at least back when i was a teenager you know many moons ago but uh so i kind of had that that kind of preconceived notion too so whenever i did meet 
you know, a police officer, you know, or someone working for law enforcement at any level, I did kind of like want to like pick their brain and get mm-hmm. to know them be like, all right, they are a good person. They are, they're not like just like a, a jerk. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, you know, that there, there's, there's good people and bad people. There's, there's good situations, bad situations. You, yeah, every you, occupation. You, yeah, yeah. Right. And you can't just, you know what I mean? And it's a very stressful occupation. So mm-hmm. I can imagine that just adds to it all. And I remember Mitchell saying that, he, you know, like the, the rookies that he would train, they always like had a hard time, like, you know, separating like civilian life and, and law enforcement life. And, and you know, he, cause I, I asked him one time when I, when I visited him for get to know the pro and we were driving somewhere in his truck and I was like, you know, do, do you like ever find yourself just wanting to pull people over, you know? And he was like, no, I kind of just conditioned myself to not think that way. You know, obviously if something crazy is happening, that's like any human being is going to be like, what the heck? And I, I can just do something, you know, I can, you know, but I'm going to call someone. I'm going to call for, you know, I'm going to call like law enforcement. Like I'm not going to just take these matters in my own hands, but I will participate. You know, I will help out. I will do whatever. Oh, you mean you know? like if he's off duty? Yeah, when he's I off duty. You. Yeah, we were just driving, you know, going to to get something to eat or something like that, you know? And, and I, and I'm just like, you know, pe- people do crazy things all the time when they don't think anyone's paying attention. Right. Yeah. So here you are a law enforcement officer, but you're off duty. And it's like, is that, was that hard? Is that hard for you not to, you know, pull people over or, or, or something? And he was like, yeah, no, in the beginning it is, but you just have to condition yourself when I'm off, when I'm off duty, I'm off duty. When I'm not yeah. in my squad car, you know, I'm, you know, or my patrol car, I'm, I'm off duty. I don't want to be bothered with that. I just want to get from point A to point B. Yeah. And I remember you saying the same thing when you are, when you even were in your mm-hmm. patrol car, uh, or and and you were, what do you call it, trooper? Car? What was yeah. it? A patrol car? Yeah, what trooper. was it? Tro- yeah. Trooper. So when when you just be like on your way home, I remember you you were telling this is when we were going to the GIE. I was asking store for stories and stuff, and you're like, yeah, a lot of people they just need to stop bringing attention to themselves, you know, and it'd be fine. I'm just trying to get home, and somebody just swerving or just acting crazy because they see me or something, or they just have no idea I'm even there, and I have no choice but to pull them over now, you know. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. That there a lot of people. Like, as much as you want to have a a nice fancy car, it it stands out. You know, if you have like a a white Camry or a tan Corolla, it kind of blends in with all the other right. cars. And here comes this neon orange <laughs> Lamborghini. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's a naturally lights everywhere. You know, just human yeah. people yeah. are gonna naturally look at look that, at you it. know. And if there's something wrong with it, you can get pulled over. Versus you kind of blend in with yeah. all the rest of the cars. Right. So just don't bring attention to yeah. yourself. And like yeah. I was saying, a lot of people just, policemen just going from A to B. Most of the time I'm going to lunch. I'm on my way back from lunch and somebody takes a crossover right in front of me and I'm like, come on, man. I'm, I'm, my food's still hot. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to eat, you know. Oh, I'm man. Like, Here I go, you know. Yeah. The, would you get like, was well, how does that work? Like if you're like, coming back from lunch or on lunch like how, how does that like because i'm i come from the retail corporate mm-hmm. life world you know and it's like you know customer stops you or something and you gotta like you know tell your manager oh this happened you know otherwise they're yelling at mm-hmm. you know what i mean like what what happens if you got to pull somebody over like do you get extra time on your lunch or or do you get time dot like you know what well, i mean like well, how does well, it even work like we, clocking in and out well no we don't we don't get your salary time yeah gotcha. <laughs> you just go and you can go yeah so if we don't have time to have lunch we don't have time to have i lunch. gotcha but um, yeah, it's. I remember one time we left the uh, the the way station. Me and my coworker. And for people that don't know, way station. That's when you're driving by and it says you know for trucks to pull yeah. over, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. to get weighed and stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. And we sat down 
We went to a, we decided to be fancy today. Went to a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> sat down. We bring our food out. We were like, oh yeah. We just got a two cars flipped over right in front of the way station. We we're oh, like, really? Like, come on. We, <laughs> so we just like, sat can, down. Can we get this to go? <laughs> oh man, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. that's. I'm like it, out of all places, like right literally in front of the waist yeah oh <laughs> man yeah that's that's rough that reminds me of that it's, it sounds kind of like like management in retail so mm. like you know because your salary and you're just kind of like you know you're here just trying to i used to have to like hide you know find places in the store to hide or just actually leave the store and then mm-hmm. i'd still have you know employees or other the manager that was covering for me call me or text me like oh my i got this customer that won't stop and they demand to speak to you and you 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 know they said your name and uh, per- personally and I'm like oh my gosh I'm just trying to eat my lunch they're gonna wait for you till you get back I'm like super you know it's like <laughs> it's like come on I just want to yeah. get my lunch it's just like that yeah, meme where the person eat real slow yeah exactly that's fine they're gonna be there a little while I still got 55 minutes left of my lunch and I'm gonna keep you know but so yeah that's 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 challenging for sure but I wanted to uh, to 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 kind of round off you know your origin story here. Why, how you transitioned and why you transitioned from, you know, the, the fun times of law enforcement mm-hmm. into full-time lawn care and, and then why you also got a part-time job, you know, at the, at the airport. Yeah. But f- we're going to, we're going to hear from our sponsors real quick and then we'll get, we'll come right back. All right. Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1500 to 3500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The ramp and dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwrack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwrack.com and, of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the ramp rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a minute to talk about the LCR Media Network over on YouTube at LCR next to the subscribe button. If you just click join, you'll automatically become a member of the LCR Media Network. There's a lot of great content going on over there. There's original YouTube videos, exclusive YouTube videos for members only. You get to see all YouTube videos first before they go live to the YouTube algorithms and everyone that's subscribed and everyone that it gets recommended to. You guys get to see it first. We can talk about it, chat about it, comment about it, as well as the live uh, the, the live broadcasts, live feeds on the private Facebook group for members only of the LCR Media Network. There's going to be tons of monthly content going on in there, uh, as well as different documents that are going to be coming up uh, for training and different training videos that are already going to be available. Just lots of good content, entertaining and educational, as well as uh, Zoom one-on-one Zoom calls with myself. It's also a good networking opportunity for you guys to talk with each other in the Facebook group. And, you know, if you just want to uh, get the documents and the training that you need and consume all of the available content for just one month and then cancel, you can go right ahead and do that if that's all that you need. 
but you'll only have access to the private Facebook group, the live broadcast, and the new monthly content as a current member. So just remember that. So, you know, however you want to get the content and consume the, the training and information to grow your business, you can go ahead and do that one time if you want, but just remember... I'm going to be sharing new content month after month as my business is continuing to grow. You can help continue your business to grow right alongside mine. So I look forward to seeing you guys over there again in the LCR Media Network next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel. Go ahead and click join and become a member and we'll see you there. So we're back here with Seth DeLon Surgeon, and we were just kind of going through his origin story here the last 20 minutes or so. Just really, uh, for those of you that, that have never heard Seth DeLon Surgeon's story or don't even know who Seth DeLon Surgeon is, well, we're kind of going through that a little bit. Um, and I just kind of wanted to kind of finish up that origin story by you were in law enforcement full time and then you, you were doing lawn care part time, but then you transitioned full time lawn care and left law enforcement correct mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what was the decision making behind that and that was just what like a year ago yeah 2019 yeah yeah a lot of people asked me did i not like my job and i actually loved it now um it was that was what made it so tough is because you know it was an easy job and, and i loved doing it and it got to the point of kind of family management time management where i was um working five days a week in my full-time job and cutting grass four days a week. Mm. I have to cut on every weekend and then go out a couple of days during the week after work to cut. So I had to make that decision that, um, that the amount of time that I needed left for my retirement, how, how much could I build my business within that time? Mm. And so that was kind of my biggest thing. You know, I have 14 more years. So I said, well, I could build my business, you yeah, know, a lot with a lot could years. change. And for, yeah, fourteen to, years is a long time to, to build a retirement at that point. Yeah, so, yeah, that was and, the, and the fourteen years of you just grinding, like and and missing out on a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. Quality yeah. of life and stuff. Well, my too. daughter, I said, by the time fourteen years happens, my daughter will be eighteen. So. Yeah, and you're like, wow, I would have missed a whole lot of stuff potentially, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that that's pretty smart thinking there for sure i mean i know a lot of people wrestle with that with those kind of decisions they start lawn care part-time or in some cases like top-notch lawn care you know doing full-time lawn care and full-time working at the airport you know Mm -hmm. working for cessna um you know fixing airplanes you know at the airport so that's a totally different world there too so and he would he just did the same the same thing he did like three (laughs) overnights back to back and got his 30 something hours in every week and they would just mow lawns Monday through Friday or whatever. And mm-hmm. it, it was just, it's just crazy. So, but he, I know he at one point would at, like, was thinking about, should I just leave, you know, that and just stick to lawn care, you know, but there's just so many things to, to weigh out to mm-hmm. your point, like, you know, retirement or um, benefits or, you know, and everyone's got a different, a different, you know, different yeah. needs and story and stuff. So yeah. but I thought the, the beauty of my situation and a lot of people, I guess, they might be in a similar situation of working a full-time job and having a long care business and trying to get to that point of going full-time. Uh, the kind of blessing in it is that you're able to build, slowly build your business on the side. Whereas in somebody who just hops straight out there and tries to do a full-time business, they have to do everything immediately. Yeah. Buy all the equipment immediately, get all the customers immediately. By me doing it over years, I was able to slowly 
build a clientele, slowly build my my system and how I take in, give invoices right. and take payments. Not so, necessarily going to debt and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. You don't have that pressure. Like I remember um, Andy cutting clean when he was still part-time many years ago and he was starting on YouTube and he was... <laughs> He was on one of his vlogs. He was like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to go do a quote for somebody. I'm not feeling too confident about it. You know, I forgot whatever he said, but you know, there's some red flags and he was just like, I'm not really concerned about it, but we'll see, you know, but I I think it's probably not going to go well. And then he gets back in the truck and which is the beauty. This is how vlogs are, right? The Mm -hmm. beauty of vlogs. You feel like you're just hanging out with these people, you know, just riding along Mm -hmm. and he gets back in the truck. He's like, yeah, we're not going to mow that one, you know, yeah, and he's just was, like kind of easier to say no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he went into whatever the details were of all the red flags. And it was probably like, you know, they wanted to cut it. They want him to cut it like once or twice a month. And it was like this field of weeds and everything. And they didn't want to pay what he wanted them to, to pay. And, you know, the usual story that all, those of us that have been doing this for more than a year, you know, we've already been down that road. And, mm-hmm. but, but like you said, to his point, he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't need to take this yard, guys. I'm mm-hmm. part-time. I still got a full-time job. I'm not going to stress myself out. I remember him, like, literally saying those things. Like, I'm not going to stress myself out. I don't need to take on that, you know. It'd be different maybe if I was full-time, long care, but I'm not going to deal with that. And, you know, but then now he is full-time, and it's like now all of a sudden you have to kind of stick to your guns because – but at the same time, you're like, oh, man, I need the work or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole n- another mind yeah. shift. I had a, a customer. This was back when I was part-time. <laughs> and I, I was cutting that customer's yard. I think it was like $50. And um, the lady across the street, coincidentally, the husband and the wife both individually asked me for a price to cut their yard. <sighs> and they uh, drove by, and, and I was cutting for 50 Their yard was even bigger than that. So it was like 60 And so they asked me, well, how much to cut our yard? And I was like, oh, about $60. 60 The last guy cut it for 30 Oh, man. That's so, what always makes it hard, the last guy. And I was like, but the funny part was the husband said 30 The wife said 25 So oh, it, it, it was, they don't <laughs> even know. Yeah, they're not even on the and same so I page. Was like, I was just like, no, it's no. I said, he, he said, well, why, why is this so much more? I said, well, they probably don't edge as good as I do. <laughs> I said, I don't know. You know? Yeah. That's yeah, that's rough. Gosh, man, people don't understand. I'm not I, I don't really know the answer to this, guys, if it's like just us like having to educate, you know, the our market because someone um Troy Clog in, in Michigan, he's been on a couple of podcasts like Brian and Paul's podcast mm-hmm. and and he he's a, he's a big deal in Michigan and you know, as far as company-wise and he sounds like a really good guy, got a lot of good wisdom in there and a lot of experience. And one of the things that he said a couple of times is, you know, the price of trucks has gone up. The price of equipment has gone up, you know, but the $40 lawns 10, 20 years ago are still $40 now, Mm -hmm. even though the trucks and mowers and everything, insurance, everything else has gone up in the last 10, 20 years, but the mowing prices are still the same. So why, why is that? Like, that doesn't make sense. And the only ones that can change that is us. Like the customers just don't give the same value to mowing a lawn, but at the same time, we all, all of our expenses keep going up, mm-hmm. so we have to raise our mowing prices. You know, I mean, you know, and it, it's it's just a difficult thing. For some reason, it's just not valued as much. Like fertilizing, you can charge a lot more, mm-hmm. much better markup, uh, much better margin because you know you're marking up the product and your your labor is more because you're a technical service because you have a license and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And people just expect to pay more for that. You know, they were just trained, I guess, conditioned properly. No one ever lowballed you know like 
uh, fertilizing and, you know, at, at a mass quantity anyway to get all these people to think that it's cheap, like yeah. mowing, I guess, because it's such a low barrier of entry, I guess mm-hmm. is what it is, versus hardscaping. You really yeah. can mess somebody's retaining wall, um, patio, ha- house. You mm-hmm. can you could hurt somebody, you know yeah. what I mean? You, you can mess a lot of things up in hardscaping. So when you start digging in the dirt and laying down stones, that's where things really get tricky. And mm-hmm. you, you know, you need to pay for someone that knows what they're doing. And you also have to have the right insurance and certification, cutting down trees. Like all these things are a lot more skilled labor and specialized. And people kind of know that, well, I don't want to go too cheap on this stuff because somebody could die or, you know, mm-hmm. I could just end up with a headache later on down the road when things are getting all messed up and, you know, the walkways, you know, and people are tripping on it because it's all, you know, weird or whatever it's shifted or something. But for some reason, or not for some reason, I guess it's really because anyone can mow a lawn. You know, there's mm-hmm. no licenses necessary other than a business license, but there's tons of people that don't even do that. But I mean, you know, you can just grab a mower and just, just mow people's yards mm-hmm. for 25 bucks. And it's like, really? When you should be charging them 50 and you're just killing yourself because yeah. you're leaving money on the table. There's so many other people like you and me that are out here trying to make money for our family, pay the bills. We've got all these expenses. We're not just mm-hmm. push mowing yards, you know, with like the minimal equipment. We're trying yeah. to be the most efficient and it's just. Yeah, uh, I, I, I like, I kind of, I don't know why I look at things differently, but like I kind of love low ballers because <laughs> they make me look good when I come along. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Yeah, you clean up that mess yeah. and you're like, oh, see, this is how professional they, they, does They it. have this like anxiety that, oh, are you going to be back? I'm like, yeah, you're going to have to, pay me to stop coming you right. know, i'm, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. keep coming you know because of the last guy the low baller they always disappearing and, yeah you, know, you never know when they're gonna come they so, never respond to the phones or even have an email or whatever yeah. and so you know when i come and i'm just doing a regular job to me you know is is making me look that much more better right so you know i i understand how people say well oh you know you know people put put these low prices out there but at the same time they they just don't know their value yet. Uh, that's the way I look at it. I think some people, you know, honestly, because I guess you, you starting off when you, uh, I guess you could speak to this. You hadn't really talked to anybody else who did lawn care. So you right. didn't really know yeah. how to price your yard. Exactly. And that's how I was. Once I started talking to other people, that's how I ended up raising my I'm like, what? I'm charging this and you charging this? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> right. So then that kind of opened my eyes up and said, okay, well. Maybe I need to do some more research. Yeah, I, I feel like truly low baller. Honestly, I feel like the ultimate low baller is the customers. Mm-hmm. I think oh, there's yeah. low balling customers. The the cheap people they, they that know don't the value va- of it. Right. They just want a cheaper price. Right, exactly. They just want the cheapest price to just hack down their lawn or whatever. Or they actually want you to do a good job, but they don't really want to pay you that much for mm-hmm. it, which is even worse. And it's just like, to, I think that's where it comes from because, you know, I think everyone eventually figures out how much like this is the going rate, you know, like Mm -hmm. in their area, no matter what level you're at, whether you're part-time, full-time, you're solo, you have crews, a bunch of friends that you're just paying under the table, what, whatever the heck your situation is. I think everyone eventually realizes that, Hey, you know, these yards are normally going for 45, 50 bucks, but I'm, I'm, I'm charging, you know, 40 or 35 because, you know, that's the only thing that Susie will go for. And, 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 and you know, Jim will go for because mm-hmm. they're just demanding that, no, no, everyone else cuts it for 35 or, or 40. But, you know, so they're, they're losing five, 10 bucks a week, mm-hmm. you know, off of the other guys. So it's really, it's, you know, because they're afraid they don't want to lose out on that work and all that stuff. 
So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really the customers, I think, that are driving the prices down and us as professional contractors, like not having the backbone to stand strong and say, no, 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 this is our price. I've had to do it time and time again. And it's not easy. It's not fun. It does get, uh, it does get fun sometimes <laughs> when there's people that are really annoying, yeah. um, but it does get a little bit easier as you condition yourself to have the right way to do it. You know, you could even have like, you know, a, a template or something saved, you know, in, in your computer or, or your CRM or whatever that you send out like a real professional letter. So you don't have to like think it through every single time. You just put in the person's name or whatever and that's it. Just, you know, when you have to let someone go or you have to raise their price, you know, it's just some common things like that so that you can, you know, you can keep growing your business because at the end of the day, you can't just do the same thing and expect to grow. You have to keep evolving, you know, in some way every year, raise your price, you know, cut down, maybe, you know, get rid of some customers for different reasons, uh, upgrade your equipment, you know, what, whatever it is, maybe hire mm-hmm. people, all that stuff, get better insurance. And, and some people don't realize this, this kind of the, the backwards way of raising your price. I kind of think of it this way is that, a lot of people think that the only way you can make more money is by physically raising your price. But you don't think about like when I first started cutting yards, I was taking like an hour to cut a yard because of the equipment I had. Right. Now it takes me 20 minutes. Right. But my price stayed the same. Right. So technically you're making more money. I'm making more money because I'm getting in and out of there. Right. And then also because I might have, three yards right at the same place right so now, you're really it, making money because yeah. you're loading and unloading one time to get them all done yeah so in those situations um you know you know i only kind of raise the price if it's something that's like like i'll have a customer that'll add a feature in their yard yeah, that wasn't that takes, there initially yeah it takes a lot longer and so now it takes me longer to trim around this or right a mow around that and so that's when i think i get to the point where i'm like oh I got to stay here longer to, right. to do this. Right. Yeah. That's, those are good points. And also to, to that point, I've said this before back in the day, like I, I started the same way with a push mower and all that, but you know, unless the person's requesting you to push mow their yard, like some people are particular like that, like they mm-hmm. just want, you know, and they usually have smaller yards. Sometimes you have people without smaller yards, like with bigger yards and they want you to push them on. It's like, Oh boy, you know, this is going to cost you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, unless they're requesting that and, and, and then you upcharge because you know, it's going to take longer. If it's just because you're just starting out and that's all you have, like you and me and a lot of other folks that just use what you have, you can't, you know, if, if everyone, if the going, if the good legitimate profitable going rate for that particular yard is say 50 bucks, just because it's taking you twice as long doesn't mean you can charge them 80 or 100 bucks because you have the wrong equipment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the customer's fault that you, you know, don't have the right equipment. And, and, and it's not like it's anyone's fault. You're, you're just starting out. That's great. But I think a lot of people, entrepreneurs have said this in various, you know, different uh, worlds, not, not even just lawn care and landscaping. Like, sometimes you just have to really, like, grind it out you know what i mean like you just have to deal with the fact that it's going to take you longer for this 50 dollar lawn until you can get enough save up enough money you know or take out a, a a temporary loan or whatever so that you can get the right equipment so then you can start making money on that lawn you know so it's it, you kind of have to think about all those all those things the so different perspectives you know mm-hmm. that that we've talked about um but so but to go back to your origin story and to round that out so what made you so you went full time in a lawn care mm-hmm. and then what made you go back into part time or i mean a part take a part time job reef lights 
What's that? Free flights. Free flights. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, my wife saw it and said, oh, maybe you could get some free flights. So I said, oh, well, I'll go check it out. And I went to the open house, and next thing I knew, I was hired, you know, of course, you know. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And so, nice. you know, I said, well, I'll go ahead and give it a try. I said, worst case scenario, I'll just quit, you know, if yeah. I don't like it. But, right. you know, it was I liked it. It worked out with my schedule, and, you know, it was an easy job. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've been working there for a little over a year now. Nice. So you're so you're full time lawn care and you're by yourself, mm-hmm. right? And when when you were part time, this is something that a lot of people may not know or understand. So when you were part time lawn care, and the thing about social media, it's hard to kind of see all this perspective unless you really talk to people. But you know, on social media, whether it be YouTube, Instagram, or, or wherever, um, you know, you would have employees, or you know, mm-hmm. whether it be your cousin or whoever, you know, a friend of the family, or just some someone some stranger that that you met and interviewed and and had them work for you uh or a friend of someone that's working for you uh you know you had those people but it's not like you had like a full-time crew worth of work it Mm -hmm. was that you were trying to get a a lot of work done in a short amount of time because you didn't have time correct i was actually trying to get time off because like (laughs) like i said i was working five days a week i was cutting four days a week so if, if it was a day I can send, you know, uh, BJ and Clay, mm-hmm. two guys that work for me, if I can send them out and cut grass all day and I sit at home, then I'm like, man, you know, this is nice. But yeah. then I always had a feeling kind of like, I feel like I should be doing something. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> even though I was, it was nice to have a day off and a day to rest, uh, I think uh, I saw a story from Damon John. Um, he, 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 he had a, in New York, they have dollar vans. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, Damon John, he 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 was a creator of FUBU. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And he said one of his first businesses, he had a dollar van. And there's a point in from where the subways don't meet. And mm-hmm. so he said people pay a dollar and they give a ride to the next station for the sub. Wow. And so he said he would give like 15 people a ride, and 15 people ride back. Mm-hmm. He said he'd make like $300 a day. But he said that... uh when he was sick or when he couldn't do it, he didn't make any money. And right. so he said, well, I got to be, you know, I have to find a way to make money while I'm not there. And that's what I kind of realized is that I was paying people to go out and work for me. And I was make, just making less money just to have time off. Right. When I should have been utilizing that time to be somewhere else. Right. So I could be making money in two places. Right. And so that's what kind of me kind of made me back away from having help until I got to put to the point where I can utilize my help so I can be in two places at once. Right. And I was kind of, I was coincidentally talking to my dad about this and uh, I'm thinking about getting like a truck where he can go do small things like mm-hmm. mulch, mm-hmm. like a little landscape job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I could be out mowing. Yeah. And so it's not where I'm just using him to be off, but I can actually divide and conquer. Yeah. Be two places one time, get right. twice as much work done. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's so that's kind of a new plan that you're that you're trying to think thinking about right now. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out if I, you know, what kind of truck I want. If I want to get hoopty or really <laughs> invest, you know. That Astro van is retired, huh? That yeah. thing is done. It's a wrap. Yeah, I sold it. Oh, you sold it too. Mm-hmm. It's not even just on your property anymore. Mm-hmm. I remember. I feel so privileged that I got to find that I got to actually see it in person. That was. I, I still that was got classic. the door. You still did got you, the door. Did you saw my shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, guys, if you haven't followed um, me or or Seth on YouTube, go ahead and check out my YouTube channel at LCR, and I have a get to know the pro video with Seth, and we we had we had a fun time. <laughs> he showed me his his door from his Astro van, and, and and you know it was an extra door. Yeah, it was an extra door. That's where I was going with. You, you have to just watch the video to get the whole the full story and actually get the visual. It, it was a good time, and he he grilled you know for me, and and he, he's a really good cook and. Mm. Did you? I just saw it on on Instagram. Did you? Uh, was that you? Did you grill like a yeah. turkey? No, no, no. I no. Grilled oh, you grilled a whole bunch of other stuff. That was someone else. Yeah, yeah. chicken so and ribs. Chicken and ribs. Yeah. yeah, for Thanksgiving. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you're you're the you're the cook of the family, huh? Or, or yeah. the, the griller of the family. You yeah, just love the, the grill so much, so you just go <laughs> yeah. for it. And everyone's like, just just go for it, Seth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or they probably say Stacy, right? Because <laughs> your name is Stacy. Yeah. Right. So d- d- does your wife call you Stacy or Seth? A combination. <laughs> she calls you whatever she wants Seth, to call Seth you, right? The lawn surgeon. Oh, she, <laughs> you know, it's Seth yeah. the lawn surgeon. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, Seth the lawn surgeon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, but your name is Stacy, yeah. so we didn't even even hash that out. So you're 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 Stacy E. Flanagan, mm-hmm. and that's where Seth came from, right? Yeah. Gotcha. Because your middle name is is Edward. Edward. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, see, you know, we 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 really go deep here on LCR mm-hmm. Media Podcast. I yeah. really try to find all the little nooks and crannies and stuff that yeah, you know sometimes are over overlooked. I don't think I told my middle name to like 2017. Not that I was hiding it, but nobody yeah. ever asked. Right. <laughs> so you're like, why volunteer? Yeah. You know. But I think that that's good. I mean, it could have been like Ezekiel or something mm-hmm. that's a little a, a little more unique. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, um, you know, middle names are kind of like that. I think they're not mm-hmm. always like a just like a common name. Sometimes people just want to get fancy with the, mm-hmm. They name their kid with some middle name that they're like, it's like, did you not think this through with this middle mm-hmm. name that this kid is never going to want to use that middle name, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, oh man. <laughs> I, this lady told me, um, uh, she worked at like a, uh, juvenile. Uh, she was like a counselor at a juvenile detention place. And she said it was two brothers. And one of the brothers was named Orangelo. And the other one was named Lemangelo. But when you looked at it written down, it was orange jello and lemon jello. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Why would you do <laughs> Why would you do that? I'm like, what? Oh, like how do you man. pronounce it? Orangelo? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, people! Yeah, pe- people have too much time on their hands. They need to use that creative energy on doing something good for the world mm-hmm. or their family, and not torturing people. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's a good time. So we're going in kind of like in the off season here. It's like leaf season. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it? I know it's not just me now because people have have, have agreed now, but. A month or two ago, I was saying, I kind of feel like leaves are falling earlier than normal. Like, is it just me? And I like put that on a video, I think, or Instagram or both. And people were like, oh, no, you know, like everyone was just kind of like, whatever. Some people were like, yeah, I think so. But for the most part, everyone was like, no. But now people are like, man, like all the trees are empty. Like what in the world? Well, I think think what was happening to start, like you said, I think it was like a... trees were confused because it would get really cold <laughs> yeah then to get really hot again they start growing and then it get really cold yeah and then i think like a couple of weeks ago we had like this bad windstorm and mm. i saw oh and, yeah and I think that probably it did overnight probably blew all the leaves, all the off, leaves the tree. off yeah i remember on the news that one of the the weather man said uh this is going to be a rough 
a rough year to, you know, normally people like to see all the transitions of col- of the colors of the leaves mm-hmm. and, you know, every state's got their own thing, but here you can go up in, you know, Charlottesville mountains and, you know, Skyline Drive and the Blue Ridge Parkway and all that. And you get really high up the elevation, super high, and you can see all the trees and all the colors and it looks beautiful. But they were saying that's just done. Like that's, that's not happening this year because of this crazy, they were anticipating that, that mm-hmm. wind and saying that that was going to ruin all that. And I guess in hindsight, that meant we were going to have a lot of leaves a lot earlier to clean up. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, it's good. I mean, it was not good for us, but <laughs> now we got only one cleaner versus multiple cleaner. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it's good for general people that they, you know, I guess get, get it out all, the way. All yeah. Up. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we, you know, we're still in November here for the, to put it in perspective for those that are listening and have no idea. But so for context, it's not even December yet. Normally we're cleaning up leaves at least until January. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of like really, we're really uh, dragging things out when it comes to January, but like November, December, that's like, it's like constant leaves, you know, and you're mm-hmm. like, all right, well, even if the grass stops growing, I, I got tons of leaves to work on. Now it's like, all right, well, grass stop, leaves are almost done. Now what are we going to do? So, mm-hmm. uh, what, what, um, what, what are some of the ideas that you have for, for, uh, getting through the rest of the season here? Um, well, I'm just, uh, I have, I have a I kind of a rapport with most of my customers. So they kind of, any suggestions I might see through the yard, like one customer, um, she wanted me to put some mulch out for the winter. And so I was doing that. But the way that uh, her water drains, it kind of washes away her mulch. So I mm. suggested putting like those metal edgings around it yeah. to kind of hold the mulch right. in from washing away. So just doing projects like that for like, customers. Like little winter projects that you probably would not even want to be dealing with I in the middle of the summer. Yeah, you have no time. <laughs> You're like, yeah, we'll have to wait for later for that. So mm-hmm. now it's like the project time. Yeah. Um. What what would is and is that what you'd normally? I know this is your first year full time, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, was last year your first like winter full time lawn yeah, care? Yeah, first winter. So for, what what did you do then? You I think yeah, you told me you're just like you were enjoying the time off and spending yeah, time with family, just relaxing. Last, last year I didn't do anything. I was like just sitting around the house, just going out <laughs> doing what I needed to do. Yeah. This year I'm a little. I guess I got that out my system now. Yeah. I'm a little bit more hungry and kind of going out here doing as much as i can whenever i can and um you know but it's still nice you know to be full-time and have be able to pick and choose like i didn't i didn't do anything wednesday thursday or friday mm-hmm. you know i said you know i'm just right because it was thanksgiving off. right but now i'll be out probably tomorrow doing some stuff right yeah <laughs> yeah so you have a little more flexibility and control over your schedule that mm-hmm. way too yeah i hear you um so what what's the you talked a little bit about, you know, your, um, how you might split yourself up and, you know, kind of get two different things done at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, um, with yourself and, and your dad. Right. Mm-hmm. So what, what, in addition to that, is there anything else that is the future of Seth, the lawn surgeon at your company and, and yourself maybe as a whole? Well, it's, it's just to grow it, you know, and like I, like I was saying earlier, I've kind of built this mentality over having it part-time, having my business part-time. And I kind of, you know, a lot of people go out here and uh, advertise, advertise, and then their business will grow so fast, you know, they might not can take it all. So I've been lucky enough to kind of grow slowly. And so um, my goal is to kind of, you know, grow at my own pace, set up different points. And so by the time I get to retirement age, you know, I'll have a crew you know, that can go out and do most of my work 
And if I so choose to still go out and work, then I can do that. But hopefully I'll have set my business up to the point where it's kind of like I, I didn't use myself to set up my own system. Mm-hmm. And then I start plugging people in to things I, I, I used to do. Right. So they can just take over and do it. Yeah. So do, do you have like a goal for like, like how many people or crews or anything like that? Like for myself from mm-hmm. day one, I was like, all right, I want to have like two crews. That just sounds like a good for a lot of reasons, that sounds like a good mm-hmm. thing for me. Just like, I don't want to have one employee. I want to have at least two employees. So they have some flexibility. If one of them gets sick or gets hurt or mm-hmm. whatever, or if there's, you know, mulch when we're doing mulch or big jobs, all three of us can work and kind of get more done stuff or leaf cleanups, all that. But for just mowing, you really need one guy depending on, you know, what, what you, what your setup looks like. But so the same philosophy with two crews, you know, I want to have two crews. So this way, if one crew is falling short for some reason and they're shorthanded or equipment breaks down or whatever, the other crew can kind of back them up or we can take someone from the other crew to fill in some holes temporarily so that we can still get two crews worth of work done. And it's not like, okay, that you only have one crew and things, things start falling apart. And now it's like, all right, whoever's left, we have to work massive amount of overtime and it puts a big strain on, on, on some people. Some mm-hmm. people might be like down for that. Oh, I love that overtime, you know, but some people are like, you know, I, I want to spend time with my family or I'm just mm-hmm. dead tired. So you really got to fill your people out. And I, that's so I just feel like two crews for me is, is, is a, a good, a good fit. I mean, I mm-hmm. could go beyond that, but I'm really thinking two is the good good fit not too big for me to be all like you know stressed out dealing with a big million dollar business or anything um and and not too small you know with one crew and feeling mm-hmm. like we're really handicapped with certain things so do you do you have any kind of similar goals like that yeah probably two crews um i've kind of um i think i've kind of like pinpointed that i just want to deal with like mowing and hedging you know i was always kind of contemplate oh what what else can i do and mm-hmm. what else where can i grow but i think i just want to you know because i was contemplating doing drainage doing hardscape maybe but then i said you know well that'll be more money than this like you said more crews right whereas if you kind of just pinpoint the, the kind of things that you really like to do mm-hmm. and that you're really good at mm-hmm you got two two crews go out and like you said, if one guy's sick, you can get in there with the other guy and right. go out and do their work. You know, right? Yeah, it's a lot easier to scale stuff when you you know when you have or just to fill and to fill in and get work done when you don't have like a ton of different miscellaneous things that like only one dude knows how to do. You know, mm-hmm. and in addition to you, you know, it's like you want to make sure you kind of you know. I, I always say or I, I've heard also it been said that you can, you can always add on, but it's harder to take away. So kind of like focus on one or two things, build that, get that great, train people, grow. And then you can always add on later on if you wanted to get into hardscaping or, you know, irrigation or whatever. But as long as you got the other stuff like mastered and it's like, all right, when I have some extra time, you know, guys are killing the lawns, doing their thing. I mean, they're, you know, killing it in a good way. You know, they're mowing the lawns and they're doing a great job. It's, now I can maybe start focusing on something else. Maybe we can add this onto the business. Yeah, I think it's similar. Like I think Blake Hawthorne said it from It's His Turf. Yeah. He said that um, at one point, you know, he got into hardscapes, but he hired this guy um, that was awesome at hardscape, and he used to handle all this hardscape stuff, and all of a sudden he left. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> so, you're like, no, But now what? he has a whole bunch of hardscape clients. Yeah. So now he's like, well, I guess I'm the hardscape guy now, you know? So now... Yeah. He said overnight he had to try to, he said it was a whole bunch of ups and downs learning it, but, you know, 
you know, he he, he figured it out, you know. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, that that might not be the direction you want to go, you know, mm-hmm. so you want to definitely set yourself up for success and mm-hmm. not put all your eggs in one basket and all that, which is why, you know, my whole like multiple employees or, or you know, and crews to so this way, like maybe having two hardscape guys. So, you know, hopefully it's less likely for both of them to leave, you know, like two, two hardscape guys that aren't like friends, mm-hmm. you know, so this way they're not <laughs> both likely to just be like, you know, forget you and just leave mm-hmm. together. And you're like, great. So, but yeah, there's a lot of different scenarios out there. Um, what about YouTube and social media? You got any plans for that? Um, I've been like I think like we talked off air. I was leaning towards. I, I've I've always thought about doing a podcast, but I've kind of uh, I think I'm gonna kind of mold my tipsy talk uh, segment into like a more podcast type you know setup. Mm-hmm. So that maybe I can uh, do the audio because a lot of people have requested that they're out mowing and they they would like to hear the pod uh, the yeah. tipsy talks and whatnot. So I said. I need to figure out a way. So um, that's what I'm working on there. And then other than that, you know, just the same old, same old, <laughs> same old, same old, <laughs> yeah. same old Seth back in these streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that, we, is that what, how, how it's going to go in, in the spring? going to be back in the, back yeah. in those streets. Yeah. I used to do the vlogs during the summer and winter time is mostly just tipsy talks and, and, and laid back and maybe leaf cleanups here and there. But then, once I get back into the season, then I do more um, random videos, yeah, <laughs> vlogs and stuff. Nice. Well, the last time you were here for a podcast for the Green Industry Podcast with Paul and uh, Will had come over, and we were all having a good time out in my patio, jo- oh, yeah. joking I have to on clarify stuff. Something the the <laughs> podcast. If you remember when I said I, I googled you. Yeah, <laughs> I have yeah, to explain yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. So. <laughs> It wasn't the fact, all right, so not to say that you're not Googleable. Right. <laughs> it wasn't the fact that I was Googling you. I was I was watching some show, and on the show, it had some, like, family. I don't know if it was a crime family that was from New mm-hmm. York. And I remember you said you were from New York. Yeah. And the name of the family was Talifair. Oh, And they were okay. from Long Island. So I said, hmm, I wonder if there's Talaferos. <laughs> from yeah. new york you know from yeah. long island so yeah. that's what i google not to say that you're not right. googleable i got <laughs> i got you all right D- D- duly noted <laughs> duly noted so uh but where i was going with that also was just to say um you know we had a lot of jokes mm-hmm. that time too you know not uh, you know not just that but jokes on me and you know my my pond slash you know oh, uh, yeah. reten- my retention yeah. pond and lake or whatever body water about out that there in the video the other yeah. day <laughs> <laughs> but then the biggest thing is those dang geese man yeah. those geese were like out of control well there's no more i mean there's geese they but they don't they don't overrun yeah well it was shortly after that like some sometime sometime around the summer they finally like stopped like like the whole flock came i don't want to go into this whole like goose story i learned a lot of unnecessary things about geese because i was so stressed out about them you have no idea because we were trying to grow grass around the the patio they didn't put sod down mm-hmm. and, I, and i thought about getting sod just to repair it real quick but then we went the whole well let's just you know put some nice soil down and seed it and all that well the goose kept the geese kept eating the, the seed. seed 
So we could never get grass to grow. Even, it was so was it, was it, ridiculous. Was it coated seed? What if you put coated seed down? Yeah, I didn't think about that. You probably we, wouldn't we, like that. Yeah, I didn't think <laughs> about that. We just had regular seed, but I like put, you know, I put straw over. Like, you know, first it was seed and peat moss, like traditional stuff. Yeah. And it would have been fine, but they kept eating it. So then I put then I put straw down and they would just take their little noses and, and think, so there'd be a million circles everywhere where they shoved their little face in there and ate all the seed. I'm convinced now that straw is like, a, t- a landing zone for birds because I, I noticed that <laughs> it's like a magnet for when, them when i put when i have a customer or not my customer a neighbor to one of my customers and they put straw down in their yard mm-hmm. all the birds be in the straw it's like they know <laughs> the straw got might have seeds in it yeah versus just kind of throwing it out in the grass and or right. on the ground and hoping hoping right. they don't figure it out <laughs> oh man yeah, well, so eventually, you know, I don't even want to go into the whole story, but eventually, you know, we 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 were able to kind of deter the geese uh, from from coming and eating our coming on our lawn period and eating the seed. I mean, I did all kinds of stuff, and you know, my son would get Nerf guns, and I would grab Nerf guns, and we would just light them up, you know, from the from the from the the top of the deck, mm-hmm. and they'd run away. But then he'd come back when we weren't around and all that stuff. And I sprayed chemicals on there that was geese repellent mm-hmm. and all, all kinds of stuff. But eventually, I think they just left just just by default because all the research I did, they had babies, like one particular, you know, a family or whatever. They, they had like four babies and we saw them. We thought they were all cute at first mm-hmm. until they started, until they grew up enough to come like eat all of our stuff. <laughs> you know, like we didn't have a patio at the time. We're like, oh, look at the cute geese. And you know, the, the mom and dad were super defensive and trying to like bite us all the time. If, or anyone that was anywhere close to the vicinity, you're just walking your dog, you know, around the path on the other side of the water there. And they'd be over there sometimes. And they were just really nasty. But so we thought it was cute until they started really like invading our our space and you know pooping all over our patio and the yeah, yard. Yeah, giant and, poop. Yeah, it, it was just a mess. But <laughs> so all the research I found was actually like they they stay there with the kids until the kids get like grown up enough that they can be on their own. Mm-hmm. So the flock just left and left the kids here to fend for themselves. And we're like, oh, man, that's messed up. I guess they can't because it takes a long time before they can actually fly. So they're able to fend for themselves, but not not fly away with the flock. So that was kind of the thing, I guess. The the flock just went away and the, the, the kids were here and they never really bothered us. Mm-hmm. But it was funny, though, when you were here. And <laughs> the reason why I remember all this is because the next day I was walking, <laughs> walking my dog and I, I took a picture on Instagram and said, these geese are back in these streets or whatever, because <laughs> they were just randomly walking around the, the street right on the main road, which is a very rare thing. And they're just pooping all over the place and <laughs> they're just back in these streets. But they're gone now. They're they're Hopefully they won't come back in these streets anytime soon <laughs> but yeah that just that, that, that i just remember that when we we're talking about your your vlog back in these streets so anyway i think i've we've rambled on <laughs> more than enough here uh, i appreciate your time um no problem <laughs> i appreciate you telling the story your, your story and and your whole evolution of your business and uh, i look forward to things to come and uh, uh we'll have to have you back another time and see what what else is going on what new updates Yep, I appreciate it. Anytime. All right, right, man. Have a good one. All right. I just wanted to take a moment to thank today's show sponsor, the Ramp Rack. I personally have used the Ramp Rack for one whole season. It's been a game changer for my business. If you're looking to level up your lawn maintenance business, mowing crews, instead of pulling a trailer through all these tight neighborhoods, you can be super efficient 
time saving, just going from yard to yard, neighborhood to neighborhood without pulling a trailer, everything on your truck, utilizing the ramp rack. I've got a few different videos on my YouTube channel, LCR Lawn Care Rookie. You can check those out. Also, the Ramp Rack does a phenomenal job on their on their website, giving all kinds of information, pictures. You can reach out to them with questions. Go ahead and check out the Ramp Rack if you are looking to level up your lawn maintenance business like I did. All of their information and links are in the show notes. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.